0: How's it going, everyone? You're listening to TriCo Tidbits. That's the show with a terrible name, but fantastic guests. I'm John Yakub, and I'm joined today by Lani Chen. Uh, Lani is a leader, a problem solver, and an educator, and he's got big plans to tackle some of California's big fiscal policy challenges. He's running for California controller this year, and he's a local. He grew up down the street in Roland Heights, California. Lani, how are you doing? Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's great to have you. Um, I wanted to jump right in, just by talking a little bit about. I know you've got a lot of experience under your belt. You've uh, you've worked with administrations on both sides of the aisle. Uh, you've got you know appointments at Stanford. You teach there, so you, you're you're coming with a lot of this. But let's go back to the beginning. Uh, what first inspired you to get involved in like a life of public service?
1: Yeah, well, you know, as you noted uh, in your introduction, I I grew up in Roland Heights. Uh, My parents actually moved from North Carolina, which is where I was born. We moved to Southern California in 1984. And uh, we first moved to La Habra uh, and spent a, a little bit of time there. And then my parents bought a house in Roland Heights when really, you know, Roland Heights was a lot smaller than it is now. And there were a lot fewer people. Uh, Kalima Road looked a lot different for for um, listeners of yours who will be familiar with the the main drag uh, uh, of town. Uh, But anyway, I, you know, at a young age, even at a young age, I was intrigued by um, by our policymaking process. And I remember watching a presidential debate way back in 1988 between George H.W. Bush when he was president and and Mike Dukakis, who was then the Democratic nominee and thinking, gosh, these people are going to have a real impact on people's lives. And, you know, starting at a young age through my time at John A. Rowland High School, I went to the public high school there in Rowland Heights, um, continued to develop that interest in, in policy and in politics and um, have been fortunate enough and blessed enough to, to be able to have a career at the intersection of politics and policy and business uh, and, and having had a time to work in all three, as you noted Uh, A lot of time on the East Coast, spent time in Washington, D.C., working on big issues like Social Security and Medicare and and our budget and taxes, uh, advising a number of policymakers. Then uh, my wife and I moved back with our family to Northern California, which is where we live now. And I took an appointment at Stanford University where I teach and, and do research and also have a number of business interests here as well. I serve on the board of our local community health system here. Looking over some of our our, our compliance and audit issues, and uh, also have started a small business myself. So, you know, all of these experiences have kind of led to this point now where I really feel like California is at a crossroads and I have an opportunity, hopefully, to make a positive impact on the fiscal state of our state, the financial condition of our state. And I'm happy to talk more about that in a little bit, but it really does go back, uh, John, to the time when I was growing up there in Roland Heights and seeing. Um, you know what our state could be when I was growing up a great place for families to uh, to settle down and to make a life and to make a living and really find success. And unfortunately, I think California today has some very, very different challenges.
0: I agree it, it certainly does. And, and you know like you said, so before we dive into actually, California let me ask you you know you're running for state controller can you let us know obviously not for me but
1: for all the other listeners can you let us know what exactly does a state controller do yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the controller is not a job that um, everyday Californians spend any time thinking about, and, and there's really, you know, probably no reason for them to. But it's an important role. We elect eight people statewide in California, from the governor to the lieutenant governor, attorney general, and the controller is one of those statewide elected officers. The controller is the chief financial officer of the state of California, the person who's responsible for making sure there's accountability over our taxpayer uh, taxpayer money. You know how how our money gets spent. Uh, Think of the controller also as the chief audit officer of the state. The controller can go in and audit any state program, any state spending, including local agencies that that spend state money. So school districts is a prime example of that. And and really, it's the controller's job to be able to give us as taxpayers and give us as as residents and citizens of California accountability and transparency into uh, what the state is doing with our money. And, and, you know, all too often, we have not seen that. And, and I think that is a big problem. I trace the root of a lot of the challenges we face as a state to our inability to effectively manage all of the resources that the state has. And, and you end up with, um, with significant challenges as a result. So the controller, think of the controller as the person who deals with all of the money going out of the state. Anytime the state cuts a check, The controller is supposed to be responsible for that. So it's a a big job. It's obviously one of the largest economies in the world. And and, uh, we should be paying close attention to who we select to to play this role, in my view.
0: Okay, so essentially, when you get up there, you'd you'd be the one who's uh, monitoring how money is handled by the state. That's a tall order. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, it is. So, you know, one, one thing that you've said is it, it, uh, it really just it caught me the way you said it. You said the golden promise that was once California is fading. What do you see as contributing to that or another way? What do you see as the biggest problems facing California right now?
1: Yeah, I think there are a number of them. Um, you, you know, I think in our communities there, particularly, you know, for some of your listeners who are who are in the San Gabriel Valley, they'll certainly understand uh, challenges around the cost of living, around uh, housing costs, around uh, costs of, of you know, even things we, we buy every day from milk uh, to gas. Uh, beyond those costs, though, we see a, a crisis of homelessness that has swept across the entire uh, area there in Southern California. It's a, it's a big problem where I live here in Northern California now. Uh, public safety is a, is a big concern, the affordability of health care uh, and access to health care. Um, you know These are all really significant issues, but w- what really troubles me is the way in which the state has you know, supposedly tried to address these issues, but, but we don't really have a sense of either how effective it's been or, or even worse yet, where all this money is gone. Take homelessness as an example, John. You know, we've spent as a state, we have allocated as a state uh, $25 billion, billion with a B, over the last couple of years to fight homelessness. But nobody can really tell us where all that money has gone and how effective that spending has been. Well, I'll tell you, I know how effective it's been. You look out on the streets, you see the homelessness problem has gotten worse, certainly in parts of SoCal, uh, but throughout our, throughout our state. And, and the problem there is there's no accountability, right? We're spending all of this money and nobody can tell us Uh, you know, how it is that the problem is getting worse. And so to me, that is a massive challenge we face is we do have these big problems. We can solve them. We are Californians. We can do anything. The problem is that our government has become you know, kind of lazy and kind of ineffective when it comes to challenges like this. And so what I want to do is I really want to get in there with a fresh mindset and a fresh perspective and say, what can we be doing differently? How can we really determine what is and is not working? And then let's give the people some accountability, stuff that's not working, let's stop doing it, stuff that is working, let's double down on it. So uh, these are the kinds of things, you know, big challenges we face, and, and unfortunately, things that have become all too apparent to too many Californians.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it does seem like well, the way you're putting it, there is a lot that we're facing right now. So I'm hearing some of the biggest ones, homelessness, increased cost, uh, increased cost of living uh, living goods, increased cost of living, period. Um, one thing that, you know, obviously, you know, we are a little concerned uh, concerned with uh, both our listeners, which are our community members. A lot of them are realtors. And uh, a big thing we're looking at right now is the the shortage in housing. Um, You know, uh, Governor uh, Newsom labeled it one of his primary concerns. But, uh, you know, what what can the state since I know you're looking at it from the controller position, but you're you're also very experienced in policy. What could you know, if you had your wish list, what could the state be doing differently to address this housing crisis that we have?
1: Well, you know, I think there's a number of of different issues that that go to that. First of all, you have the challenges with uh, people's wages not rising. Uh, quickly enough to deal with the increased cost of housing so let's talk about the economy first and and the fact that in too many cases in too many situations Californians are working harder and uh, and they're still falling behind where their 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 wages just aren't keeping pace so we have to figure out a way to create a more competitive economy a more competitive labor market here in California to make sure that people are getting access to jobs that they can can work in to make the income they need to deal with the housing challenges. But then more broadly on the housing side of the ledger, you know, we've had a, a whole series of policies, in, in my view, over time. Um, that have made it more difficult for us to have access to to affordable housing in too many cases. Uh, In some parts of the state, it's about supply. It's about ensuring that we can have more housing stock available, that we can have more opportunities for people to get into housing that fits their life situation. And by the way, each of our communities should also be allowed to make determinations about what that means, right? In some cases, we'll have communities where we can bring a lot more housing stock, a lot more new housing Uh, online and other communities it's just not going to work you know I mean I look at some of the communities up here in the Bay Area for example that are constrained literally by by the San Francisco Bay you can't build into the Bay and so that's going to create some challenges and we have some of those challenges in parts of Southern California as well but we, we have to be very understanding of the fact that this is more than just about someone waving a magic wand and saying we're going to solve the housing crisis. The reality is we got here through a lot of different things. A lot of different elements brought us to this point. But to solve this challenge, we're going to have to work together, first of all, as I said, to make sure that we have adequate supply, but also that we are continuing to improve the economy, the economy overall, making sure that small businesses can create jobs, big businesses can create jobs. And unfortunately, John, you know, there's too many restrictions, I think, on, uh, on on the ability of employers to grow and invest in California. That's why you're seeing so many jobs leave the state. And a lot of people leave with it. You know, they're going to Texas and Nevada and places where it's cheaper to live, first of all. But second of all, where there's more opportunity. And, and we can't continue to have that in California.
0: Absolutely. I agree. And uh, so that's what we're seeing happen in California. You're running for controller. Uh, If someone wanted to get involved with you in your campaign, what what, what would that look like?
1: Yeah, well, you know, first of all, I encourage you to to visit my website, which is Chen for California, C-H-E-N-F-O-R, California.com. And you can find out more about my campaign, about what I'm trying to do, about my policies. You know, I try to be very clear uh, I believe that too many politicians make empty promises, or they make you know they they don't they don't really tell you at all what they're going to do. Uh, what I want to do is to really show people, hey, listen, here are the issues I want to tackle. Here's how I plan to tackle them. I, I've spent many years in policy; it's it's one of my uh, my 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 loves. I I enjoy thinking about how we can solve tough problems. So go to my website, find out more about me, and if you're inclined, uh, you know, sign up for updates, sign up to volunteer, sign up to help us. We're going to need. Uh, support throughout our state. We're we're one of, um, I think, the only uh, candidates and candidacies next year that's going to build a true statewide effort. So we're going to have support all the way up to the Oregon border, all the way down to the, to the border with Mexico, uh, all throughout our state and, and Southern California in particular, John, where a lot of your listeners are probably located um, is an important part of the state for us. It's where I grew up it's where I feel very strongly we've got hardworking uh, women and men who want to do the best for their families. And that's exactly the kind of supporter that I'm looking for to help join my campaign. So please take a look at the website. And if you're so inclined, uh, sign up.
0: All right. Sounds good. And uh, you know, another question. So when you're not out there working for the community, like what do you like doing with your time?
1: Well we have two kids my wife and I have an 11 year old and an 8 year old so they keep us pretty busy I I volunteer on the board of uh, of our local uh, uh baseball league youth baseball league it's pony baseball here where, where we play I know there's a, a longstanding uh rivalry between pony and little league but we like them all my son's a baseball player and so we we spend a lot of time with our kids my daughter is uh, gymnastics and ballet and so w- when I'm not uh, running around the state I'm shuttling them around and trying to be a a good dad and good husband. Um, but we, you know, we, we enjoy getting out and, uh, and walking around our neighborhood and seeing people here to the extent that we can with the pandemic. I think that's been tough, but, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge sports fan, John. I'm i I'm a big fan of the Lakers and Dodgers, which gets me in trouble up here in the Bay area, but you know, you got to stay authentic the way I see it. So, um, you know, when it's baseball season and it's basketball season, usually I've got a a TV on with the game in the background, but, Um, you know, it's just a great, as, as you know, and your listeners will know, you know, living down where you guys are living, where, where we are. California is a great state and so many great things about being able to be outdoors and, being able to spend time in great weather and, and no shortage of things to do, whether you live down there or up here. So, um, you know, we, we have uh, tried to the extent possible to, to, to do family stuff, even though a campaign can be very busy and very taxing for us, that time spent together is precious and particularly the, the age that my kids are at. It's a lot of fun.
0: All right. Sounds wonderful. Well, uh, then, uh, you know, my, my, uh, my office manager will kill me, but go Dodgers. And, uh, <laughs> and um, that's the
1: right answer. That's the right answer.
0: Perfect. And, uh, if you would oblige me, there's one little tradition we have on the show. I'm going to share my screen. Uh, and there's going to be a quote on the screen. And if you would deliver said quote, however you'd like, could be dramatic, could be straight. doesn't matter, but if you would okay. oblige me, I'll throw it up there. I promise it won't be
1: anything too, uh, too scandalous. Oh, Mark Twain. All right, let's see. If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you read the newspaper, you're misinformed. That's Mark Twain. Mark Twain. That's, uh, that's, that, that's pretty good. Mark Twain has, has some really great, great quotes. And, and there's one that's attributed to him. I don't know if it's true or not, but he said the coldest winter he ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. There, there you and, go. <laughs> uh, it is. It, <laughs> that is one thing I miss about SoCal, the weather. So anyway, thanks, John. All right. My pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for being here and uh, hope to
1: see you again. Absolutely. Thanks, John. All right. Thank you.